Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. I'm your host, Stan Szymanski. Today is Monday, October 2nd, 2023, and I have an excellent show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Szymanski nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice on this program. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest. Now, I am uh, the CEO of our little uh, disability ministry here that kind of reaches out into a lot of uh, different areas of the bigger world. But when you come down to it, in the end, you know, as you're taking your last breath, and of course, hopefully way before that, you're going to, if you didn't know already, it comes down to you and God because you will stand before God. To give an to either, um, you have trusted Jesus Christ during this life, uh, and will not be judged, but be welcomed into the eternal presence of God, or you will be judged on your works. And uh, in that case, no man can stand. I mean, mankind, no man can stand. Um, because as the scripture says in Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There is so much going on right now. The The West, uh, and that means primarily America, but the NATO nations like Britain and Germany, uh, which I can't understand. Uh, I mean, they're, you know, they... Uh, <laughs> are moving missiles around. I don't get it. They live right next door to Russia. I mean, it just seems like uh, they could, you know, they would benefit more by being friends with Russia. I think that's eventually how that will go. I think that France and Russia, and this is something Steve Quayle has said, uh, throughout the years um, will be on Russia and China's side. We've already seen evidence of that Um with France taking delivery, I believe, of natural gas from China. So it, I believe that's going to happen. Uh, but it is increasingly and more imminently looking like we will have some type of nuclear exchange. This is my humble opinion. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, you know, Canadian prepper was, uh, you know, reporting, you know, as much today I mean, the West has moved missiles, uh, you know, right up to, to Russia's border. Just think if Russia or China put m- missiles on, you know, our border, you know, blatantly, like, you know, like say in, uh, you know, on the Canadian side of Niagara Falls or just on the other, the Mexican side of the Rio Grande. Um, now, they do have, just in case those you, those of you who haven't heard this before, you know, there are Russian subs who are, um, you know, off the East Coast, off the West Coast, off of the Gulf Coast, um, who are ready to strike if, if necessary. 
Uh, the Russians do have superiority in missile delivery systems through uh, the hypersonic missiles that the United States does not have operational. Um, well, what else the U.S. has, you know, I don't know. But um, it doesn't look good right now for that kind of thing. The U.S. and NATO are superior on the ground. Uh, but why do they want a war with Russia? Uh I, I personally think it's satanically inspired, um, but they do. Um, that's what Ukraine's all about. And in fact, you know, it, for those of you who haven't heard this, I'm going to say it again. You know, the, the war in Ukraine didn't start February 24th, 2022, when Russia started its um, military um, action when it moved into the Ukraine. Uh, it started at a minimum, and I would I would argue also 30 years back when the U.S. Con- and NATO just continually moved. Uh, you know, in, in NATO uh, assets towards the the Russian border. But in 2014, the U.S. spearheaded by Victoria Newland, the Warhawk, um, the Satanist, I would say, in my humble opinion. Um, overthrew the duly elected government of the Ukraine and put in a puppet government starting the next year. They engaged the, um, they engaged the military of the Ukraine to go west, excuse me, to go east to the uh, eastern side of the Ukraine to the Russian-speaking peoples of the Donetsk and the Donbass and basically ethnically cleanse about 14,000 people. Um, that's your tax dollars at work. You're welcome. Um, in 2015, they had the Minsk Agreement between Russia, France, Ukraine, and Germany so that uh, there could be an agreement so that the Russian speakers of the Donetsk and Donbass could have voting rights um, you know, in a voice and representation, and uh, that all fell through. And in 2022, Angela Merkel came out and just said that the Minsk agreement and meetings were there simply to buy time for the West to build up an army in the Ukraine to go against Russia. So for whatever real reason, I mean, they want the assets of Russia. They want to carve it up into 42 different provinces, uh, you know, for all the the natural resources and so forth. And uh, Russia is at a, uh, you know, an existential moment where they're fighting for their lives. People in America have no clue about this. And so whatever comes is going to become a shock of magnitudes that... Uh, probably will dwarf uh, Pearl Harbor, in my humble opinion. Uh, There are approximately 10,000 military-age men coming into this country every day through the southern border. I should say 10,000 people, the majority of which are military-age men. There are few women and children coming across. Many, you know, Chinese are being detained there. Not enough, but, you know, um, they're being fined with tattoos of the PLA, the People's Liberation Army. 
So your enemy is inside the gates. If you think that communists are your friends, of which, you know, a lot of you of one of the, the uh, political parties of, you know, the United States um, tend to think are a good thing, um, the defense minister of China, Wei Feng, uh, has said that um, they want to, you know, they want America for all the natural resources because they can't feed their own people. Uh, and they do not want to cohabitate with um, the Americans who have lived here for, you know, such a long time. So these kind of things, this is what's on the plate. This is the news and environment you'll be consuming. If you don't think that way, please continue on in your Pollyanna-ish, uh, you know, existence with the blinders on because this thing is about to go hot there's a lot of things going on that i'm not even going to get into because the most important thing is your relationship with the lord precisely with the lord jesus christ uh the time is now uh in the end it won't be your food that saves you in the end it won't be self-defense that saves you it will be the lord he is the one and ultimately he will achieve peace and i want to read one of the psalms that talks about a time such as this and the main scripture that really impressed me today you know as i sat here is and I'm going to read from the NIV just because I think it's relatable. Um, be still, he says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Yeah, it won't be Vladimir Putin being exalted. It won't be Hillary Clinton. It won't be uh, Xi Jinping or anyone or Macron or anyone else. It will be the Lord God who is exalted among the nations and exalted in the earth. Let's read this psalm with that in mind. Be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46 from the New International Version. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. 
I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. You remember that hymn? You should. I'm, I'm working on an album right now. And although I'm writing a whole bunch of original music, which is really just difficult and time-consuming to really make something good, one of the things I have uh, recurring is that I want to do a version of A Mighty Fortress is Our God because it's just such a powerful song that Martin Luther wrote. Um, And that's how that last verse goes, the God of Jacob is our fortress. God is our fortress. So when it says starts off at the beginning, it says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. It's interesting that this is the first thing that's said in this writing, in this psalm, because I think a lot of times that is the first thing that's forgotten because people are looking to worldly things. When really they, you know, the most important thing on a daily basis is to be yielding yourself to the Lord, to his spirit, to his leadership, um, and for his provision for refuge and strength, especially during the days of trouble. And I wanted to say this because we're on the cusp, in my humble opinion, on the cusp of worldwide trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. So this is a, a scene of complete upheaval about the earth giving way, mountains falling into the sea. And it says, therefore, we will not fear. And you can only not fear if God is your refuge and your strength. He's an ever-present help in trouble if you are ever presently, you know, in prayer. You have to have a relationship with God in order for this apply, for this to apply to you. Now, here's the Old Testament way of looking at this. I'm going to interject something. There's a river, this is verse 4, whose streams make glad the city of God. In the old days, that was Jerusalem, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is with her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. I personally believe that we are, you know, on the cusp of the, the end times. I mean, we're in the end times. We're, we always technically have been in the end times since, you know, the New Testament letters of Paul, um, where he stated that. But, uh, you know, if, you know, we get to the point where, you know, the man of perdition walks into the temple in Jerusalem and declares himself to be God, well, the prophetic clock just started, and the three and a half years of the tribulation um, have begun. Uh, but this 
you know, where it says there's a, a river whose streams make glad the city of God. You know, the river, the, the living waters, think about that. God is the fountain of living water. That's who we have our sustenance. You can't go three days without water and live in your natural being, but you can't go a, a second really without the living water because it's God who gives you your breath. But instead of the, the city of God being, you know, the old Jerusalem, um, when, you know, the tribulation comes and then the wrath of God, which people don't understand, first is the, the wrath of the devil, basically, and then the wrath of God, because it's very clear in Revelation 16 that that is when the wrath of God gets poured out. And a child of God is not subject to the wrath of God. So I personally believe that the rapture, that God will come for his own before he pours out the wrath of God because he's true to his word. But during the, not but, but consequentially, you know, as you read through the end of the book, you know, Revelation 16, 17, to, you know, to 20, 21 there, um, you will see that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And as a, a, such a big mistake, and again, I learned this from Pastor David Langford, is that, you know, the, the bride of Christ is not the church. Um, it's New Jerusalem because, and, and let me, I should have been a little bit more prepared, but let me open up and go to... Um, Uh, let's see. Let's go to Revelation. Yep. Revelation 21. I'm still in the NIV. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth are passed away. So think about this. Yeah, you've gone all this and you're quote in heaven or you're quote with, you know, in the presence of God, and the first heaven has passed away. Where are you going to live? <laughs> and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, new, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. It's quite clear that the bride of Christ is not the church in the bride of Christ is New Jerusalem. Now, could the people of God have a, a place in there? Yeah, sure. But technically, the bride is New Jerusalem. And think about it. The uh, the uh, are are we the bride of you know you know us us believers? Are we the bride of Christ or are we the body of Christ? Because there's a whole bunch of scripture, ta and I'm not going to go into that this very second you know, uh, talking about the body of Christ, you know, one's an ear, one's an eye, etc. And the body of Christ, by the way, was Jesus a man or a woman? He was a man. His earthly body is male. You know, the, ter the church is, you know, is never really talked about in female terms. 
It's talked about in masculine terms. I know, I just upset a whole bunch of people. Get over it. Uh, but let going back to our scripture, Psalm 46, when it talks about there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Those are the, liver, the river of living water, in my humble opinion. It's the waters that flow from the fountain of God. And God is within her. She will not fail. God will help her, you know, at the break of day. But I think that's, that is what co it's coming. It, that will be the city of God, the new Jerusalem. But nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. I mean, nothing is, nothing is happening without God allowing it to happen. Just as even you go back to the book of Job and in Job 2 where the devil has an audience with God in heaven. Um, and, you know, God says, have you considered, he wanted to persecute, you know, and he, he God says, did you, have you considered my, my servant Job? And uh, he, you know, he said, yeah, you put a fence around him, blah, blah. Oh, sorry, I, I don't mean to trivialize, you know, the word of God there. But, uh, you know, and God says you can basically, and I'm going to, I'm paraphrasing, can do what you want with him, but don't take his life. God sets the parameters, even for the devil. The devil can't just do what he wants, but the devil is doing a whole bunch of stuff. And he's involved in all this stuff that we talked about earlier in the show, about this stuff about things going nuclear and the rest of it. Because he hates humanity and wants all humans dead and separated from God. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolation he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to, to the ends of the earth. So it looks like, you know, the desolations he's brought on the earth that he's going to, you know, make some, allow some bad stuff to happen that will, who, who, whose end will be the cessation of war. He gets rid of the, the bow and the spear and the shields. In other words, the weapons of war. And at that point, he says, be still. And know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And he does do all that. Um, when you get to the latter chapters of Revelation. Um, where the devil gets thrown in. Um, there's the, the, uh, the fall of Babylon. Um, the heavenly warrior defeats the beast. Um, you know, where it's revealed that Jesus is, you know, king of kings and lord of lords, you know, on his robe and on his thigh. You know, he takes care of the biz. You know, that's Revelation 19, Revelation 20. You know, the angels coming down, having the key to the abyss. I mean, all this stuff gets taken care of. And that's how 
you know, you can be confident and say, you know, and, and claim this scripture, be still and know that I'm God. You know, and this psalm, and again, I want to say I'm not a pastor. Um, I do get called Pastor Stan. Like I, I write articles that appear on Bill Holter, and I think, you know, if you hang, even though I've never personally met Bill, um, we, you know, our ministry has been blessed by Bill, and uh, uh, allowing you know the articles that I write that are of a financial nature to appear are a blessing. Anyway, Bill calls me when he, you know, approves an article and it goes up on BillHolter.com. He calls me Pastor Stanley. You know, and of course, I told him, I said, Bill, I'm not a pastor. And I think, you know, uh, when someone likes you, you know, a lot of times they give you a nickname. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not a pastor. But I do want to recap you know, this psalm and say that number one, God is with us if you are trusting him. Number two, God can be trusted. I mean, he says what he means and means what he says. He's the same today, yesterday, and forever. You know, the city itself, the city of Jerusalem, is a visible sign of God's power, especially back during, for instance, the time of David. I mean, you had the... Uh, you know, the Ark of the Covenant, you had, you know, all of David's victories and the walls up and so forth. Um, eventually, it will be New Jerusalem that will have that, and that will be for the believers. And it's quite clear, you know, reading through this psalm, that God is in control. You know, that... He's going to be exalted among the nations and in the earth. God is the king. He is the potentate, the ruler. And the sooner that you acquiesce to that, the better your spiritual life will be. Hopefully rest of your life too, but you know, God doesn't guarantee us that. Um, that we're going to have, you know, many tribulations in this life. But in order for you to have an eternal life, you know, Jesus has to be king of your life. He has to sit on the throne, not you. You must humble yourself because it does say every tongue will confess and every knee will bow that Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Okay. Now, even while the whole earth is shaken and threatened, you know, God's presence is a genuine source of help. And the only way that you're going to have during this life, you know, God's presence to be is to be in continual contact with him. We are admonished to pray without ceasing. And that's how you keep that line of communication open. And finally, you know, this, you know, in the midst of the world beyond the cusp of a world war. And if you don't think that, you need to, you know, get your head out of your patoot and start looking around. Because I assure you, we, we are going to be in for it, the way things are going, in addition to this being, you know, a part of God's judgment, in my humble opinion. 
But in the end, Psalm 46 is, you know, it's a vision of a world at peace. Now, at the beginning, <laughs> uh, it wasn't. And, of course, God used desolations that he brought on the earth to make war cease, you know, to the ends of the earth. So God is in control. And it's the admonishment in sharing all of this that God shared with you through Psalm 46 is his admonition to you and to me when he says, be still and know that I am God. There's a great old, and I hate to say it, it's old now, <laughs> Rebecca St. James song that says, you know, it's of the same title, Be Still and Know That I'm God. That actually won a Grammy. I'm shocked at that because I, even though I haven't listened to that record in a year, man, that's a, that is a great record, Rebecca St. James Pray record. That is such a great uh, rock record that it, every song's the gospel. Uh, check it out. Uh, but that's really the message for today. Be still and know that I am God. In between, you know, a lot, you know, we have no idea how long the, the tribulation, we know that the tribulation is three and a half years. Um, there's all those Bible teachers teaching it seven years. It's not. It's said three times in Revelation that it's either you know, 42 months or 1,260 days or three and a half years. So um, it's going to be, you know, a ways to survive, you know, really the, the worst that the earth has seen. And you first, you need a Bible. <clears throat> you need to be reading your Bible because you just don't learn this stuff overnight. But if that's where you are right now, you got to start. Okay, so get yourself a Bible. Um, make sure it's a relatively orthodox Bible. <laughs> King James, New King James. Some people don't like the NIV. I still like the NIV just for personal reasons. Um, uh, the, the Amplified Bible is super great to help explain things to you. That might be a little more expensive, but especially if you're starting right now having an Amplified Bible, I think having the, the extra information there to explain things to you could be quite helpful. Um, so you need that. Um, and although this book is not the Bible, we are going to have the physical things that we have to deal with between you know now and when Jesus comes back. There are going to be many who, who pass away because of the horrific nature of the, the tribulation, of, of the devil's wrath, which is what that is. Um, and we're going to have to have, you know, you know, but there are going to be those who don't expire, who, who do make it to the end. To make it for three and a half years, you're going to need food, water, shelter, energy, and protection. And one of the best resources for you to have would be Civil Defense Manual. CivilDefenseManual.com. Civil Defense Manual written by 
uh, our friend, um, Jack, who has enlisted other authors like NC Scout on communications, like Matt Bracken on night fighting, like Sam Culper on uh, area studies and intelligence. And uh, Jack Lawson wrote the whole you know, part on neighborhood protection team. Guess what? When things start off, like there's this thing on October 4th um, that about um, the potential for, I don't know, it's either electricity or the phone's going down. I, I, I don't know that much about it, but there is so much stuff going on. Um, you, I, my, my bottom line is this. Having a resource that you can go to when the electricity's off and that you're not a um, dyed-in-the-wool special forces um, soldier. Um, Jack's book, 950 pages, two volumes. It's $100. For those of you that can afford it, it is just so much more than worth it. Um, and your country does not have a civil defense plan for you unfortunately Russia does for theirs you know they can put the whole city of Moscow underground in the event of a nuclear exchange in the cities here not so much you better have some kind of plan that's my humble humble opinion civildefensemanual.com please support encouraging angels if you find this of value I mean we paid a dear price by losing contracts because I would not take the jab. And I have spoken out continually against that wickedness and documented, you know, the, the lies and documented the, the horrific outcomes of those who underwent, you know, multiple jabs and so forth and all of the studies and, and you, you know, the uh, potential therapies. Again, this is not medical advice consulted doctor but you know we put the the mccullough protocol up just a few weeks ago um of using bromelain and um nanokinase to help break down the 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 clots the the uh spike protein and the uh the turmeric for excuse me the curcumin for uh for inflammation, again, this is not medical advice. Go read this yourself and share it with a doctor, um, you know. Um, of course, we're doing you know, the Bible things here. Information on disability. Uh, we are right now, We have, of course, you know, we started off really with music. Uh, 15 years of delivering in-person in, in music. Um, and we're going to return to the web uh, as soon as I have enough original material to to regularly do that. It's a lot of work to do something that's really good and that I can sing for my voice because uh, I just don't have a super great range, but I can't sing it. But it has to be, you know, it has to be great. Um, so I am working on that. And uh, Gosh, just please, you know, I mean, you can look at the, the breadth of our work on our website, whether it's my writings. You know, I have so many selected writings. I'm, just my selected writings has got to be 15 or 20 there. You know, I've done, you know, well over 100 probably. 
And, uh, you know, of course, you know, we're, this is a podcast, I think. Oh, I'm not even sure. Let's see. This will be podcast number 161. And that's just since last, uh, late October. So at the end of this month, we'll be coming up on our anniversary. So we've done pretty well. Um, and we're growing. I mean, we had a, uh, you know, a day in the last 10 days where we had substantially over 200 downloads. Uh, you know, there's a lot, I mean, so many places are bigger than us, but we're not on Apple yet. So we're getting there. So please share this. That's one way of supporting this. Click the share button button on whatever platform you're listening on, whether it's Podbean or Spotify or what have you help us to grow. And please consider sending something. You can go to the donate page, encouragingangels.org, and uh, click on the link to Cornerstone, our payment processor, um, for giving online, or send something to our P.O. box. That's The address is right there. This is the Encouraging Angels podcast. I'm Stan Samansky, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time. <laughs>